Welcome to the Solomon Show. My name is Solomon Buckley. I am the Apostolic Leader of the Fresh Wind International Mission Space Incorporated. For more information about Fresh Wind International, you can email freshwindinternational at gmail.com. Again, for more information about Fresh Wind International, you can email freshwindinternational at gmail.com. this morning so Holy Spirit we thank you for this day and we thank you that Lord you are the same yesterday today and forever and we proclaim you Lord as the Savior of our souls the one who bore and took on things so that we could have a, a right to be called sons and daughters. And so, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for the blood that you shed on Calvary. Lord, we thank you yes. for, for baptizing us and empowering us with the Holy Spirit. You're the great baptizer with the Holy Spirit. You are the great healer, the physical healer of physical bodies, but also the healer of the mind, healer of our emotions. And you are also the soon and coming kingdom. We just say thank you for that this morning. And so, Lord, as we go through the scriptures this morning that you have for us, Lord, you have what you want for us to learn today coming from your word. And we thank you for that this morning. So this morning, we're coming from Matthew chapter 25. And that is a passage of scripture that Many of you have heard time after time before, and it's a story. And guess what the story is on the parable of the ten, the ten virgins, the parable of the ten virgins. And we're going to start at verse one. And verse one says, and when my coming draws near. And I'm reading out the Passion Translation. Heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to ten maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and the bride. Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared. For they took no extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise. For they took flask of olive oil with their lamps. Verse 5, when the bridegroom didn't come when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Then suddenly in the middle of the night, they were awakened Mm -hmm. by the shout, get up, the bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. Verse 7, so all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps, but the foolish ones were running out of oil. Mm -hmm. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are are going out. They said, we can't. They replied, we don't have enough for all of us and you'll have to go and buy some for yourself. Verse 10, while the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. And those who were ready and waited 
were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy the feast. And then the door was locked. Verse 11, later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back and said, go away. Do I know you? I can assure you, I don't even know you. Verse 13, that is the reason you should always stay awake and be alert because you do not know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. That is the parable of the 10 virgins. This morning, the title of our message is called Ready or Not, Here I Come. Ready or not, here I come. I want to give you a quick story because I like to tell stories. In 2006, I wanted to go on a trip to Los Angeles, California. And there was a lady, we celebrated her life yesterday at the home going, beautiful home going, lady by the name of Pamela Miller, who had a, a, a great impact on my life and great impact on my ministry. She was one of my personal prayer warriors, but she was also, before, before Pastor Faye Buckley came along, she was a mom, and she was a mom up until her death, because she was still calling me out on different things. And so um, I told her, I said, Pam, I would like to go to L.A. I'm giving you this brochure. And so what she did, she began to rally everybody up. She said, y'all, it was 2005 when we started preparing our money, setting our, our money aside because we were going to L.A. Ready or not, here we come. <laughs> so we were prepared. We got our money, Pam got the group together and said, who's going to L.A.? Because Solomon is not going to L.A. by himself. We're going with him as his entourage, as his security, so he won't be there by himself in L.A. as a 20-year-old man. <clears throat> Freshly 20-year-old man with no ball spots in my head, praise the Lord. <laughs> and so, ready or not, here we come. Pam called the Convention and Visitors Bureau there in Los Angeles, and they sent her all these packages, Bishop Clay, all right. with how to catch the bus in Los Angeles, all right. how to get on the subway, because you know they have a subway train, mm -hmm. how to get on a subway train. She got a map of the whole downtown area from where we were staying, how far we were from the convention center. All of these things, Pam was ready. She knew how to catch the bus. She even knew how to catch the bus all the way to Anaheim, California. So that she could go to Disneyland to see Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and all of and, and, and all of the, the, the Disney game. And she got on, and so we got prepared to go on that trip. And Pam said, I got my money so we can get so I can get on the subway. Y'all need to bring y'all this amount of money so we can get on the subway and go to Hollywood. Yeah. 
We got to LAX, and when we got to LAX, which is a Los Angeles International Airport, mm -hmm. she said, we got to find the nearest cab, ready or not, because we got to get to downtown. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when we got there, we had our cell phones with us, and our cell phones changed when we got to LA. Mm -hmm. They changed and went back to Pacific Standard Time. So we had to get, we had to be ready for the time change. We also had to be ready for the climate change. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? That's the question. Ready or not? Here I come. So we had to get we had to be ready. Number one to get on that plane. We had to be at the airport a certain amount of time to catch that early plane to go to Los Angeles. In order for us to get ready, we had to have our suitcases ready. Or we was going to be buying clothes when we got to L.A. All right. Because we wasn't going to have nothing to wear. Right. We had to be ready. I went to the store and bought me all these snacks to put in my snack bag. <laughs> ready or not, here I come. All right. We had to be ready. We had to have our Bibles. We didn't have our pads during that time. So we had to have our Bibles, our notepads. Ready or not, the time is coming. That's right. So Pam told us, she said, y'all, we're going to get there the day before the convention mm -hmm. because it's going to be thousands of people at the convention center. And we're going to have to be ready because we don't know what crowd we're going to come against. We don't know. All right. And today All right. I bring the brochure, one of the brochures. This is Azusa Street Centennial. Every day, the numbers changed. There were 30,000 in attendance during this convention. We had to be ready because we were in a sea of people every day at the Los Angeles Convention Center. We had to be ready. We had to be alert. We had to walk in wisdom. We had to walk in wisdom. Pam told me, she said, Solomon, you keep your cell phone with you at all times because we don't know when we're going to be broke up from one another. That's right. That's we don't know what might happen. So we, in order for us to be ready, we had to have a central meeting place. If we got lost from each other, we knew. Meet at this little location right here and have your cell phone with you because you never know when we might be disconnected from each other. Now, I want to go back to the parable for a minute. Five of these virgins, which were, uh, this is a parable, five of these virgins were, were foolish. They made some foolish decisions. How many ever in life have made some foolish, you've made some foolish decisions with your way you spend your money. You've made fool, you might have made foolish decisions in the, in the man that you chose or the female that you chose to date. You may have made some yeah. foolish right. decisions Very and cool. even the job that you selected. Mm -hmm. You may have made some foolish decisions mm -hmm. in the way that uh, some, something that you said to somebody or even the way how you organized something or structured something. All right. We all have made foolish decisions at times. Yes. But to remain a fool is where the issue is, where the issue lies. To remain a fool mm -hmm. is where the issue lies. But five of these virgins, they, they were 
not wise at all. They didn't make wise decisions. They did what they wanted to do. They said what they wanted to do. They were, as they say in the streets, um, uh, as, as we say in the streets, um, they were the life of the party. Come on. They were the life of the party. I mean, they were turning up, uh, which means that they, they were doing everything that they were bad enough to, to do. Right. Oh, yeah. So when you go, when you go, when you go and turn up, you do everything that's imaginable that you want to do. Yes, and so they were turning up, as they say in the streets. They was turned up. They wasn't you. They were making foolish decisions. But the other, the other five virgins, they were walking in wisdom. They said, "I got to keep my lamps full of oil, which oil represents the Holy Spirit." Right. Oil is one of the types in the Bible symbolism of the Holy Spirit. And so they said, I got to keep oil in my lamp because the bridegroom is coming. I look at it like this this morning. If I, if I was doing a talk this morning, there are people that come to, our, to, come to, to worship experiences all across this country and around the world. And there are, five, there are people that, are, that come in and they're foolish. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that are wise. And God is saying to us, I want you to be wise in the decisions that you make. As you run this race with me, the Lord says, if you, you'll stick with me and you'll stick with what I'm doing, you'll, you won't be caught off guard. One of the marks of, those, of, of the remnant that God's raising up is that they're alert. They're alert. They're preparing. Like Bishop Buckley said, I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. You know what? God has an assignment for each one of us to do. But the thing about it, you guys, is we got to be alert. When Mother Buckley came and, and, and Elder Johnson and, and 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 Pastor and Pastor Faye Johnson Buckley. Now, when she, when they came to pioneer this church back in the nineties, I could imagine there were people that came through Rock of Salvation's doors that were foolish. Yes. And God was using Elder Johnson and and Sister Johnson at that time, uh, uh, Pastor Johnson, Pastor Johnson, and. And, and co-pastor Johnson to tell the truth. And some of them people walked out. And some of those people may not have made a chance to, to get it right with God. I don't know. I'm not judged. But, you know, some of those people, I believe, didn't make it right. And some of them went to hell. Some of them died and went to hell. Because God was using the, the founders to tell them the truth. Tell them, hey, change. Turn. Allow God to transform your mind. Allow God to transform your heart. They had delivered, you know, back when this church was started. Um, what I know the history about Rock of Salvation is Rock of Salvation has always been a place that believed in the power of prayer. And, you know, they taught on healing. They taught on deliverance. Uh, people were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking to I, I'm not saying something that I don't know. This is information that was passed by the pioneer members. That there was praise and worship. That there would be breakthroughs in the spirit. People had breakthroughs. People that weren't married ended up finding their mate. 
people that that uh, their children were way wayward. They found their way because the leadership made wise decisions and said, we're going to keep our, our lamps full of oil. And this is a time, beloved, that, and I hate to say it, we got to keep our, our, our lamps full of oil. That means if we gotta if we gotta cut this off, mm -hmm. cut that off. If that means that we gotta fast push our plate away, if that means that we gotta go on a silent fast, I done been on a bunch of them. Uh, the Lord knows. Back when I was on staff at the International House of Prayer, I used to go on a silent fast. Bishop Buckley will tell you. Bishop Buckley learned about the silent fast because I didn't talk to nobody. And Bishop Butler would be like, are you going to talk today? And I'd be like, mm-mm, God got me on. You remember when I used to go on that silent path? And the Lord just brought that back to me. I was getting oil in my lamp. When I was sitting up in the prayer room, hours at a time, listening to Mike Bickle pray, listening to the leaders pray, and God was saying, get your heart together, get your heart right, get your mind right, get your spirit right, because a time was coming, God knew a time was coming when COVID was coming. And all those things that Mike Bickle had been teaching me and Lisa Bickle Stripling had been teaching me and Regina Shank and, um, and Dutch Sheets, I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest, I'm gonna give them their props. Uh, all the things that I was learning from Chuck Pierce and Linda Heidler, which I talked to her this week, um, and she's doing well. And she sends her love to Bishop Buckley. She loves, she loves this place. And even the, the, the other people, if it wasn't for God, using them, going to all those conferences, science and wonder, prayer and prophetic conference, getting oil in my lamp because I knew it was going to be a time when a great shaking was coming to this country. I, I knew a great shaking was coming and God was preparing my heart. He was saying, get oil in your lamp. So let me get to the end times right here. So. I don't care what your eschatology is. That means the study of, of end times, of what you believe as eschatology. Am I right, Pastor Clay? I don't care what it is, but everybody has one. The thing that I want to point to you is let's be ready because the bridegroom is coming. And he's coming not for a bunch of folks that's turned up on the, on the life of the party of this world. Last night, I know Bishop Buckley was wondering, is Solomon okay? Because he was really concerned about me. And he was, he was blowing my phone up. Like, Solomon, are you okay? I know you, I know you buried Pam today. And Pam was very close to, to us and uh, to Bishop Buckley and myself. And, and, and to our ministry, she would come sometimes and just show up here, you know, not a whole lot, but she showed up. She showed up. She made her face in the place. And she always, always asked about Mother Buckley and always asked, please tell uh, Miss Buckley I said hello. And so Pam always, the very last conversation I had, she was like, please tell Mrs. Buckley that I said hello and that I love her. And so she didn't have a whole lot of connection with Mother Buckley, but she had the respect. Right. She had the respect. Yes. And so one of the things that I would say is 
We don't know what, when the bridegroom is coming. But last night I saw something. I was down in power and light. And I had my mask on. I didn't go down there to turn up just like I saw all these people turning up at the T-Mobile Center. All these people was at, they was at Johnny's Tavern, packed in there. These people prepared themselves to go turn up with their friends, with their family, to watch the game, to do all these things with the cares of the world. My question to you is, if we use all this energy to turn up in the world, we got to use this energy to turn up for Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. And to be turned and bent on the word of God, mm -hmm. which we say the word of God has the final authority. That's right. So this morning, I want to ask you, are you ready to meet the bridegroom? That's it. Are you ready to meet the bridegroom? Mm -hmm. Now, there are five that are wise, five that are foolish. Five represents grace, and God drops something in my spirit. He said, there are, there are those that are in the camp that are teaching authentic grace out of what the word of God has to say. And then there are those that are teaching a doctrine of grace Bishop Clay's going to catch me because you, you've been in the, the schools and the camps. You know the school of thought that I'm coming from. Then there are, is a perverted spirit. There's a perverted teaching of grace mm -hmm. that people are jumping on. And God said, I don't want you to be like those virgins All right. that use the grace of God as a card of, I'm going to get out of everything because I'm under the grace of God. No, 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 baby. That's not how it roll. We ain't going to roll like that. But there are two different camps, if you're feeling me. There's a camp that is teaching the grace of God from a place that's saying we're under the grace of God, but we're also under his authority and under his rulership. And I don't want to sin willfully because I'm under the grace of God and because God's authority because he's the, because Jesus is king and I want to please him it doesn't mean I don't make a mistake but I want to please him all right, all right. then there's the other camp of grace where I'm covered by your grace. Your grace is enough. That's a beautiful song. Don't get me wrong. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough for me. You got a camp where everything is grace. And the people think they got a card. That I can go out and just do anything that I want to do. And I'm still saved. No, that's a lot from the, from the pit. Sure is. Then the pit. you have, God said, there are those. Catch the revelation. There's 10, 10 virgins. There are five in this hour. There's a camp where they're being empowered by the, the authentic presence of God. Mm -hmm. Bishop Clay, I've never preached this way before. God just dropped this revelation in my spirit as the parable. I'm not creating a new doctrine, but the Lord dropped this in my spirit. He said there are five that have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying it's just five people, but the Lord said, just follow me. And then he said there are five 
that are encountering a false fire. A false fire. That means that the people that are ministering to them are not even submitted to God. There you go. Then he dealt with the fivefold ministry: apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, mm-hmm. which is the fivefold yes, ministry in Ephesians 4 and 11, 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. And you have those that are apostolic, that are sent ones. Those that are prophetic, that are hearing the voice of God and moving with the voice of God under authority, under proper authority. Because Peter Wagner always taught us at the Wagner Leadership Institute that if we wanted to be released to a greater measure of authority, we had to always be under authority. Then thirdly, the pastor falls under shepherding. Then teaching. And then evangelism. Evangelism. The Lord is saying to us, there's two camps. Then there's the camp that wants to deny that it even exists. Yes. So today, I want to encourage you. Are you ready? Are your oil, is there oil in your lamp? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Whenever he splits the sky or whether he calls you home. Are you ready to meet the Lord? Because if you are not ready to meet the Lord today, I want to ask you the question. Are you ready to surrender all? We used to sing a song in the the old days. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Yes, we surrender.